share something uh, tonight, and I think I was talking with, uh, with Tina about this, and I said, hey, Tina, we feel like home when we come here. I don't know. We were, we were in the, in the eating in team house, and I said, oh, I miss this couch. I miss this. But God is good. God is good. We are now in PA, uh, visit church, visiting churches there, present the ministry, and, and, and sharing the gospel too. And something we learn all this time, this month here in the state, is we are not alone. We don't only have our Lord with us. We have people like you praying for us and, and encourage us. And for example, the other day when Pastor and, and Sunday they come to our house, it was like, what? That's wonderful because sometimes in the, in the ministry, and not only missionary, pastor too, sometimes... Uh, you can feel alone. You can feel like nobody is thinking in you. But I know people think uh, in missionary and pastor and family. So thank you for that. I want to share this uh, tonight. Perfect. Uh, I want to talk about the gospel. And we are close to Christmas. And, and I, had a, I don't have a video here, but uh, the other day I was watching a video about Christmas and a lot of people are confused about this. They, they think about Christmas is about uh, this guy, red guy, you know, with a beard, uh, Santa, Papa Noel, or uh, San Nicolas. They call it different names. And, and many kids, they grew up thinking in that. Uh, for example, in, in South America, for Christmas, you only hear uh, commercial music about gift, about kiss, about love. And, and the people are forgetting they are forgiven about what is Christmas. And Christmas is about, it's about Jesus. And uh, Christmas is about the gospel. Because we remember, like Pastor say, we don't know if it was 25 or 24. But we know one day in this earth, Jesus Christ bore to die on the cross one night. So that's what is Christmas. And tonight, I want to share with you about the gospel uh, the gospel, since the beginning of the church, the gospel has been under attack through different persecutions and, and false doctrine. I was reading a book about this, about the story of the church and how the, the first uh, uh, Christian, they suffer a lot of persecution. Many people die only for having the name Christians. So, the gospel is under attack since the beginning, not only for this persecution, but for different uh, aspects like uh, false doctrine. If you can see uh, one of the two doctrines uh, in the beginning, it was so uh, trying to attack the gospel. One was the Gnosticism, and I know Pastor Schott talked a lot about that. But the Gnosticism, they believe the matter was bad. So no, the, the, the spiritual and the mother, they never can have relationships. So if the mother is bad, why Jesus come and, and born as a man? So this was one of these false doctrines in the beginning. But the other one, it was the Judaizers. They believe only the salvation it was through the law. So uh, the gospel was under attack. And for that reason... Many of the apostles, they send letters, more Pauls, to defend the gospel, to talk to these churches about uh, this different attack they were suffering. For example, if you read First and Second Peter, more First Peter, 
is talking about uh, you need to be joy in the middle of the persecutions. So he talked about the trials. If you read uh, Colossians, it's talking about be careful with the Gnostic. But the letter of Galatians is talking about be careful with the Judaizers. And tonight I want to talk about this. Uh, because when we talk about the gospel, we need to understand the gospel is under attack. We live in, 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 in hard moments when the gospel is under attack. And who was the Galatian? Well, Paul visited this area in Acts chapter 14. He visited the area and preached the gospel. And you can read later in your home, uh, Acts chapter 14 and, and 14. And he presented the gospel and many of these uh, new believers, they start to gather in together and they start a, a different churches in this area in Galatia. But Paul sent this letter because it was a problem. And what was that problem? It was this group of, uh, of Christian, Jewish Christian, trying to teach to the new believers about, okay, if you want to be safe, you need to uh, obey the, 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 law of the, most, the law of Moses. If you want to be safe, you need to uh, be a, a, a Jewish. So it was so confused, this situation in Galatia, then Peter and Barnabas, 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 I think you understand, no? Barnabas, <laughs> they were involved in all these situations. So Paul, in, in, in Galatia, in one moment, he talked very strong to, Paul, to Peter about that and said, hey, you are a hypocrite because you are trying to come back to the, the old, uh, to the law. So Paul sent this letter to this group of Christians because the problem was they were missing the gospel. They will start to uh, 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 open doors to this new or different gospel. We will see. If you can read with me Galatians chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. Paul, apostle, uh, an apostle, not for man, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren which are with me, Unto the churches of Galatia, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sin, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. The one be glory forever and ever. Amen. So the problem of this Galatian was they will... Uh, start to open their heart to this new uh, gospel. And, and we will talk a, a little bit more in a minute. So what was the, the reaction of this Galatian? You can, I'm sorry, I'm trying to connect with you. Yes, perfect. Is my wife there? Help me. The clicker don't work. It's too far. So uh, what was the reaction to these Galatians? In Galatians chapter 1, verse 6, Paul says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Chapter 5, verse 4, Christ is become of no effect unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from the grace. So the problem with this Galatian, they would, this group of uh, Christian Jews, they start to preach this different gospel. And Paul sent this uh, letter to try to correct this situation. So tonight I want to share with you 
uh, about the gospel, the first thing is protecting the gospel, preaching the gospel, and practicing the gospel. But first, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Please, God, help me use my mouth to share your word. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about you, God. Please use your Holy Spirit to talk to our heart. Thank you for the gospel because through the gospel we can be saved. And thank you again in Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So, I want to talk, the first thing is protecting the gospel. So, Paul sent this letter to the Galatians to correct this situation because in the church, these Judaizers, they start to come and start to teach about only you can be saved if you be obeyed to the law. So, protecting the gospel. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 6, Paul say, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. And first we understand this passage. The question is, what is the gospel? When we talk about the gospel, what is the gospel? And what does scripture say? You can read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 to 4. And, and Paul gave us this resume about the gospel. And the gospel is, uh, verse 3 and 4, uh, chapter 15 in 1 Corinthians, For I deliver unto you first all that which also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scripture. So uh, this is the gospel. Many people think that God, if you want to understand the gospel, you need to uh, go to a, a Bible institute or a seminary or a college. Okay, you want to understand the gospel, you need to study this book or this book. But the gospel is so simple, and, but in the same thing, it's so powerful. Not only a child can understand the gospel, uh, uh, elder people or, or youth people, they can understand too. So the gospel, it's about Jesus. And if you uh, see with me the explanation about the gospel, the gospel talk about we are sinners. That's explanation. We are sinners. For that reason, Jesus Christ died for our, for our sins. We are sinners. That's our situation. Jesus take our place. That's our substitution. And he is only the only way to be saved. It's the salvation. So we live in times when people are trying to change the gospel. And, and that was happened here in Galatia. This group of people, they come to the church and they say, hey, if you want to be saved, you need to do this. You need to uh, uh, obey the law. You need to uh, save these days. You need to... And Paul said, no, no, no. The gospel is simple. The gospel is about Jesus Christ. He died for us because we are sinners. And, and he was burned, but he, ro he rose and he lived. And because he lived, he can give us life in Jesus Christ. So that's the gospel. I remember a, a pastor friend in Argentina. One day a church invited him to a, a big conference there. And, and the pastor to this big conference talked with my friend and said, Hey, when you come... And preach, please, don't talk about sins. Don't, don't say about we are sinners. You can say we 
we make a mistake or or are wrong, but don't don't use that word. And, and if you talk about uh, Jesus' blood, don't say blood. The people don't want to hear that blood. And please don't say nothing about hell. And my friend pastor said, okay, I will do that. So he visited the conference, and he preached the gospel. And he only preached one time that conference. <laughs> but, but many people are trying to change the gospel. And, and they want to have more people in, in, in their churches. And, and they think a successful church is about how many people they have in the church. So they preach uh, uh, this encouraged message about you can do it only in you, trust in you, you have power in you, but they don't preach the gospel. And, and I will tell you something, uh, we need more churches uh, healthy preaching the gospel. And the gospel is, it's only one. Jesus Christ died for our sin. He was born and he rose from the dead. That's the gospel. So this church, they will open their mind to this new gospel. They say, okay, that can work, this new gospel. But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that nor of yourself. It is the gift of God, nor of work, lest any man show both. And the problem with this Galatian, they will start to confuse Everything about the gospel. And Paul sent this letter to correct the situation. And read with me again the verse 1, the verse 6, the chapter 1 of the Galatian. Paul said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. The word marvel, it's atonish, admire. And Paul is sending this letter and say, hey, I admire how soon, how fast you change for a different gospel. And we don't know how many years or months it was between the first visit of Paul to Galatia and this letter. But Paul say it was so fast. You remove, you change, you deserting, you are changing the grace of God, the true gospel... For this different gospel. And Paul continue in the next verse, verse 7 and 9, and he said, which is not another gospel, huh? which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel, pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from the heaven preach any other gospel unto you, that that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we say before, so say I now again, if any man preach any another gospel unto you that ye have received, let him be accursed. And Paul say, hey, it's not, it's only one gospel. We don't have another gospels. It's only one gospel. And if an angel come and preach something different, be a curse. Uh, so if tonight some angel come and he starts to preach another gospel, you need to go outside and pick rocks. And <laughs> we do that. Or if some man preach a different gospel, be a curse. Remember in Acts when Paul uh, preached uh, to the uh, Berean brothers and he said there was more uh, honor because they read 
what the scripture to, to see if what Paul was preaching was true. That's our goal like a Christian. We need to protect in the gospel. Because we are living times when many uh, fancy preachers in the TV and they had thousands and thousands of people and they had and, and, and many people they think, oh, I need to go there. Why do people go? And, and protect the gospel, it's because we have this false doctrine. And for that reason, read with me in, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 4, Paul say, Christ is become of no effect unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from the grace. And, and Paul is not talking about uh, you can lose your salvation. You can't lose your salvation. But the, the Galatian, they was changing the grace of God, the living Christ for the law. They were start to change the grace of the, the salvation for the law. And Paul said, no, if you do that, you are changing your mind. You are changing your heart from the, the grace of God to the law. In the verse 7 in chapter 5, Ye did wrong well. Who did hinder you that ye show not obey the truth? This persuasion come not of him that call you a little even leaveneth the whole lump. And, and Paul say, hey, small things, sometimes when you give permissions to small thing in your life, you can be in the beginning of the disaster. And I will tell you something. The times... They are changing, and, you know, and we have more technology, and we can resist that. We can say, no, we don't want technology, we don't want, but you can change some way to do the things, but you never change the word of God. You can change the essence of the, the, essence of the gospel, and many churches, they are updating their sermons, the pastor, and they're changing everything. And Paul say, protect the gospel. Protect the gospel. And, and dear brother, we live in time hard for the gospel. And I believe we are living in a, a modern persecution with all this COVID situation. It's a modern persecution. You can open the door. You can be outside preaching the gospel. You can do this. They try to control. They try to. And for, my, for, for that reason, we need to understand we are under attack. We need to protect the gospel. I love this phrase. And they can be very good for us. Any teaching that does not fit the scripture shall be discouraged, even if it rains down miracles every day. And I will tell you something. People, are, they want miracles. But sometimes they're miracles. They are not support for the scriptures. For that reason, we need to preach the gospel. We need to protect the gospel. So the first thing is, Protect the gospel. The second uh, point is preaching the gospel. And if you read with me in Galatians chapter 2, verse 16, Paul said, Knowing that a man is not justified by the work of the law, but by faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by work of the law, for by the work of the law shall no flesh be justified. And Paul say, we know, knowing, we know. And we know what? We know it's only by faith. 
it's only through Jesus. And dear brother, we not only need to protect the gospel because we are living that time, we need to preach the gospel. It's very important. And, and I will tell you something. Uh, in our case, uh, in Salta, our ministry, our church, they're growing. We had, I told you, we have people we never met then. And, and why? Because they take seriously, this is an opportunity to preach the gospel. The COVID is the perfect opportunity. You can talk with anybody outside, and nobody wants to die for COVID. The people are scared. And we are sure, because we had a Savior in our life, we, if we die, we're going to heaven. I hope everybody here can say the same things. And people are waiting for somebody to come and talk to them and give them hope because they don't have hope. For that reason, we need to preach the gospel. It's not only, okay, we protect the gospel. This is the true. Nobody can change this. We need to action. We need to go and preach the gospel. And for that reason, Jesus gave us the great commissions. Mark 16, 15 and he say unto them, Go ye into the old world and preach the gospel to every creature. It's a word. They are waiting for us. And maybe you can go to Argentina. Maybe you can go to different places. But you can pray for them. You can pray for the missionaries. You have lights there. You can see the lights of all the missionaries of Harvest. I think you... you, you you miss one there no, in Argentina. But pray for the missionary. And you need to be missionary here in your place with your family. Preach to your neighbor. Preach to your family. It's, I will tell you something. With all this COVID, my mom, she is, uh, it's, uh, oh, my goodness, I forget the, my mom's age. I think I would say 65. I think it's more. But... She was depressed, and she is a really good Christian. And one day she called me and said, Lucio, I don't want to go outside. I want to stay here. I want to be in the bed. I said, Mom, stop. Watch news. Stop to read the Internet. Read your Bible. Continue. And I will tell you something. Many people, they need, they need us to encourage them. And I, I don't have the picture here, but after that, my mom in our church, she started a ministry. With all this lady, uh, more than 50, they start to gathering together. And you can see now, not only my mom, many other ladies in our church, they are encouraged preaching the gospel. And why? Because they understand we need to preach the gospel. This is the perfect moment. So, dear brother, we need to preach the gospel. In Matthew chapter 28, 19, and 20, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am uh, with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You can change it here and put uh, to the COVID now. <laughs> He's with us. We need to preach the gospel. We are not alone. So we not only need to protect the gospel because the gospel is under attack, we need to preach the gospel. How was the last time when you 
give a tracks uh, a track uh, or what was the last time when you preached the gospel to somebody now is the moment you know, this morning pastor say about the rapture Jesus is coming and I don't want Jesus find me with uh, my my new car or my new house or my new horse I don't know whatever uh, I want he found me preaching the gospel. It's fine to have things. It is very important. But we had a mission in this earth. Preach the gospel. And you, you have here many empty places. And it's not only because somebody, they don't want to come or whatever. I don't know. But these empty places we can use for new people. We need to invite more people and preach the gospel. But the third thing and the last one, practicing the gospel. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul say, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ live in me. And the life which I know live in the flesh, I, li I, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Live the gospel. And, and Paul say, okay, we need to protect the gospel We need to preach the gospel, but we need to practice in the gospel. You know why? Because many times we say things and we don't live that things. And, and Paul say in, in Corinthians 2, we don't live, we live by faith. And it's very important when we talk about practicing the gospel, we're talking we need to show in our life the power of the gospel. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17, Paul say, this, uh, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against to the, uh, the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so yet ye cannot do the things that ye will. And Paul say, okay, we had a five in our heart. We need to practice in the gospel, but our flesh wants to do what, it, what he wants to do or whatever he wants to do, and our spirit wants to do different things, and they are fighting. And I found this in the Internet. I don't know if it's true. You know, you can trust. Sometimes you trust in the Internet, sometimes not. But supposedly this, this man, this man, uh, the name was Sitting Bull, say this. Inside of me, uh, inside of me there's uh, two dogs. One is mean and evil, and the other is good, and they fight each other all the time. When asked uh, which one win, I answer the one I feed the most. And I think it's the same what Paul said here. Uh, if you want to walk in the truth, if you want to practice in the gospel, feed the Spirit. Read your Bible. I heard uh, uh, Pastor uh, Tony This morning, talking about the, uh, read the Bible. He was reading the Bible uh, again, no? You start again. And it's very important. We need to read. We need to feed our spirit. Memorize, uh, read the Bible, study, study your Bible, and, and pray. It's very important. And, and Paul say in Galatians chapter 2.20, we read it. I'm crucified. I, I don't live more. I live by faith. And, and that's very important. Uh, dear brothers, we need to understand uh, we live by faith. 
if you receive Christ in your life, if you accept Jesus in your life, uh, you, all you is dying. Now Jesus needs to live. And we need to show to this world that. Uh, and, and I will tell you, when I received Christ in my life, I decided to leave everything. Uh, that was one of the more easy things. And you say, well, it was easy. Yeah, it was easy because in that moment I was, uh, I was with nothing in my pocket. So it was easy. Left everything for the Lord. But almost the time was passing. It was more hard and hard. But something I learned, it's uh, like Job say, we come to this world with nothing and one day we'll live with nothing uh, my life is by faith. That, that's how we live with my wife. You can, you, if you observe, if you know, we're trying to live like that. Uh, because we understand uh, the faith, if you live by faith, you can impact different life because people want to see uh, real Christians. They want to see people, they live what they say. And I remember when we uh, bought the church, I told you the story the last, the last time, when we, we bought the, the church, the, the, the property, it was pretty awesome how God provided us to pay all the, the, the property. But in that moment, uh, somebody asked me and said, hey, we need to build a church here. And the truth was, in that moment, we was paying the church, paying the, the property, and thinking about building a church, it was too much. So in that moment, uh, we start to pray about, okay, God, but... If we walk by faith, we need to live by faith. If we believe in you, we need to live by faith. So we start to pray and take action about that. And we decide to, to build our church. So in that moment, with a couple of brothers in the church, we start to clean in the area and in, in that property to cut the trees. And, and, and it was so hard because uh, many of us never work in construction. And in Argentina, everything is with brick and cement. So... It was so hard uh, trying to do something there. So somebody come and asked me, say, hey, Lucio, why, you don't, why we don't find a, a, a constructor, a, a, like a company to do that? And I said, yeah, that's, that's perfect. So we're trying to, to find a, a, a company to build our church. And in that same moment, our, our account in our church was zero. But in, you know when you know God is... In the middle, we say, okay, we need it. So we start to find different uh, budgets, and they give you, okay, this much, that, and it was too much for us. And I remember one night, uh, the other pastor, David, called me. It was almost 10 p.m. He called me and said, hey, Lucio, come on now to the church. I found somebody to build a church. And I said, yeah, but how much? And he said, I don't remember the number, but it was so low, so low. And I said, what? Are you sure? Okay, I go in there. So we met in the church. It was everything. It was dark. And with the cell phone, he was looking at the property and saying, yeah, yeah, come build this property. He was a Christian. And he said, I will build the property, but uh, the only thing, you need to put all the material here. I will give you a, a good deal because I'm Christian, but I need all the material. I, need, I can lose my time. So I will give you three like, lists of material. You need to bring me every two weeks uh, this list. And I said, that's easy. So he gave me three lists, and we uh, put in a, like an appointment. Say, okay, uh, he will start the, the, the Boulder Church on that day. 
So we started to raise the money, and it was everything zero, no money, no offering, because all our offerings it was for our property. So I was thinking, and I was talking with Amanda, okay, we need to send letters to the United States, to our friends, to our pastor at churches, and nobody answered nothing. And it was like two weeks before this guy come to the church, and every day was more close, and I would say, okay, I need to call him and say, hey, please don't come. We don't have the money to, to pay you or the money to con- the construction. It was something crazy. But we don't do that. So we continue praying and, and thinking about. And one of my brothers, he worked in a, like a big company like uh, Home Depot. He worked in a company like that. So I talked to my brother. I said, hey, what happened is you give me this material and I pay you later. And he said, yeah, sure. You give me the list. But you have the money. And I say. Well, yeah, we had the money. And so I give the first list. I know it's a little irresponsible, no? But when you understand God is doing something, you can say no. So I give the list to my brother, and he come back the, the day with all the material, and it was a, a lot of material. So this guy started the construction, and he was so happy because he had everything for that two weeks. And uh, he talked with me and said, hey, look, you need to pay me every Saturday. This bunch of money, so I pay my workers and say, Psh, that's easy. So I started running and praying and, and, and gathering with people about that. And God, God started to provide us for paying this guy. So every Saturday, I was with an envelope with the money to this guy. And it was, it was God, how God provided for different, in different ways. But the second list coming, so I take the list and I say, my brother, Hey, you can give us this list? And he said, yeah, sure. You have the money, no? I said, yes, we have the money. So he gave me the second list of these things, and it was a ton of things. And they started the next part of the construction, and everything was happy. But I was so stressful, praying and and sending letters, and nobody answered me, and doing stuff, and using my credit card and everything, and and, 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 and continue that. And every Saturday, we pay this worker. But one Saturday in special, I can found money. And nobody gave me offerings or nothing in the church for that. And I said, okay, Lord, I don't know what to do. I need to pay this guy on Saturday, and I don't have money. I don't have any people to ask to, you know, like, okay, give me my, I don't have. So I start to pray, God, please surprise us, because I don't know what to do. So Saturday come. And I was in, in my bed that morning, it was early, and it was with the blanket like here. And I said, Amanda, please, I don't want to go out. And she said, no, you need to go. I don't want to go out. I want to be here. I don't have the money to pay this guy. I said, yeah, but you need to wake up. Said, yeah, I'm wake up, but I don't want to go outside. I'm here, very safe. And she said, but if he call you, okay, I, I, I don't want to answer the phone. I don't know. So I was there in my, my bed covered with a blanket, and I said, okay, I need to walk. So I, I started to walk and pray for my neighbor as thinking about my neighborhood. And when I come back, Amanda said, hey, somebody come and give this envelope for the church. And when I opened the envelope, it was this, the same money for paying this guy to that day. So I take the money, and I run to the church. He was working there, and I said, hey, you need to give grace to God two times today. And he said, why? Because you had a job. Yes, I, I give grace, yes. But we don't have the money to pay you, but God provides. So, in, and God continue to provide every Saturday for that. 
the third list come, and uh, I talked with my brother again. I said, hey, we had another list. And he said, yeah, sure, give me the list. You had the money? I said, yeah, we had the money. Give, give me the third list. He bring all, I give you the third list. He bring all the material and the construction. It was just close to finish. And I think you saw a picture. Uh, it's a, a, a nice sanctuary. And the guy was put in the roof and everything. So when it was just close to finish, my brother come and say, hey, Lucia, I need to talk with you. I say, yeah, what's going on? You need to pay in the end of this week. And he say, don't worry. Don't worry. You will have the money. So I come back to my home, and I talk to Amanda. I say, Amanda, we need to sell our cars. <laughs> we need to sell our car. And, and she said, why? Well, because we don't have the money, but God provides this car. Maybe this is the way. So we start to pray. And I will tell you the truth. That same week, a couple of days before, a church from the state sent us an email and said, hey, guys, we raised all this month this money for you, for this sanctuary, and they sent us. And I will tell you, it was just the money for pay, everything, the material, all the, these workers, and we paint the entire sanctuary. Only, uh, only, uh, no, how do you say, uh, only uh, we miss or we don't uh, buy the door. That was the only thing. So it was a beautiful church, no doors. So we decided to have our opening, big opening. So we invite people and they come in. And we were there and the, the big opening. And I share all this story. And the people were so uh, thanks with God. And that moment somebody come and talk with the, uh, Pastor David too and say, hey, where's the door? <laughs> I say, and he said, well, God provides everything but not the door. And he said, okay. I will provide the door. And he offered that day the door. So what, what I share this, this is the second part of that story. And it's because when it's about, it's about God, it's not about us. And I will tell you something. We, we are simple servants. We are, we are not special. I know my wife is beautiful, but we are not special. We are simple brothers like you. But... We understand something. If you put your life in the hand of God, God can use you. And not only you, he can impact people around you. And like I say, the gospel is under attack. And we need more people, this commitment to live by faith. We need more people to decide, hey, I want to leave everything for the Lord. I know it's hard. We live in a material world. But I will tell you something. I, I received Christ when I was 17 years old, 21 years ago. And since that moment to now, I will tell you, this is the best life I can have. Amen. Serving the Lord, living by faith. And every, every Christian needs to have this experience, live by faith. Protecting the gospel Preaching the gospel by practicing the gospel. Live in your life what you preach. Live in your life what you teach. So let's pray and thank you for your time. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Thank you for the gospel because one day I remember that glorious day, Friday, January 14, 2000. 
I remember that day because that day you changed my life. And thank you because many people here, they have the same spirit to receive you in their life. We pray if somebody here is not a believer yet, we pray for them. Because only the gospel can change life. Only the gospel has power to make a different life. God, thank you for this beautiful church. Thank you for the opportunity to share your word and, and share what you are doing in Argentina. Thank you. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.